0: What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that is coming your way, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell, get all the notifications. Uh means a lot. It helps the channel grow a ton. Thanks a lot, folks. Also, folks, if you're listening to this in the podcast, whether it is uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Breaker, the whole nine, um, go like, subscribe. Uh, give me a five-star comment, five-star everything. Uh, share it. It means a ton. Helps the channel grow a lot. But, folks, today you guys are here to hear about me talk about my Horn's Corner game recap, the Horn's Corner portion of the Nino's Corner podcast, Texas versus Baylor. Um, Texas um, actually wins that game, what was it, 38 to 27. Um, Good, good win by the team. Um, I'm going to go over just some of the metrics here first, but, folks – First off, let's get into the sponsors. First sponsor, folks, is BetUS.com. Go to BetUS.com, um, type in the, the uh, promo code Ninos Corner, and get you a 125% sign-up bonus, folks, as free money. Again, go to BetUS.com, type in the promo code Ninos Corner, get you a 125% sign-up bonus. And if you're lazy like me, folks, just go in the link description here. Click that link and it'll take you straight there, folks, without having to type in the code. Free money, 125% sign-up bonus. Uh, folks, second sponsor, folks, is Manscaped. So go to manscaped.com, get your 20% off and free worldwide shipping uh using the code Nino's Corner. Again, go to manscaped.com, uh, get your 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. Well, folks, we're here to talk about the horns corner portion of the Nino's Corner podcast. Uh, game recap with the NCM metrics, the Ninos corner metrics, um, Texas versus Baylor. Texas wins 38-27, outstanding effort. Um, look, I will get into the stats here in just a minute, folks, but just to just talk about uh, just this season as a whole. And I won't get into too much of the stats here for the season because I'm going to have a like a postseason you know, wrap-up. It's going to go over all 12 games with a bunch of stats and a bunch of numbers. But what I want to talk about, folks, is if I told you guys At the start of this season, we were going to start two freshman offensive linemen, two true freshmen, um, a freshman quarterback in Quinn. Um, We were going to have Bijan rush for 1,500 yards. We were going to go um, beat OU 49-0. We were going to have a defense that improved from the 110th-ranked defense in the country. Um, to around, what, 40 or 50, I think, in points per game during the top 30. And uh, we're going to bring in and have guys like Coburn and Sweat be um, candidates to get drafted here this year and very early. Um, I've I've seen mocks with Sweat in the first round. Um, I've seen mocks with Coburn in the first and second round as well. So if I told you all this and then, oh, yeah, Cherry on top, Texas coast eight and four as well. If I told you this before the season starts, everybody that's listened to this podcast would have taken that, and that's exactly what we had. We had an eight and four season, is what I expected. And, I, and look, I understand context matters. I understand people are looking at this and saying, "Hey, man, we could have did a lot better." Yes, we had some meat left on the bone, but you got to look at progress for a team like this. We went five and seven last year, folks. Eight and four this year, um, we definitely could have won two or three of those four losses, um, honestly. Honestly, we we could have won it. However, we didn't. We finished eight and four, and we have a lot of um, positive vibes going into the next season and also into this bowl game here. We got to win this bowl game, whoever we play. I think CBS Sports had us playing Utah, I think in the Alamo Bowl. Um, But yeah, you know, if we win this bowl game and we win nine wins here for a year, that'd be awesome. But I'm kind of getting ahead right now. But look, this was a this was a frustrating season, but a successful season and a a season that was needed um, here on the 40 acres. We went through a lot of adversity this year. Um, We went through um, having a defense that. Just to be honest with you, it wasn't that great last year. And this year to have guys like a Jalen Ford who steps up and is probably going to be the the Big 12 defensive player of the year. I mean, if he is not that, something's wrong with the voting. Um, having a guy like Anthony Cook move all over the place, uh, you know, moving from cornerback his first couple of years, going to the slot, and now playing safety and having a hell of a season this year. Guys like Jaron Thompson stepping up. Looking at guys like Michael Taft stepping up as well. Um, Coburn and Sweat, I already talked about those guys as well having a guy like Baron Sorrell to have Baron Sorrell do what he did this year, just shows the, uh, the whole development process for the staff. And that is what coach PK is known for. And that is developing players. And we saw exactly how well these players were developed this year on the defensive side of the ball. I was very impressed. If you would have told me at the start of the season um, that um, the defense was going to carry this team for a lot of their wins, I would have you know, said you're lying. But, man, this defense played out. They did their thing. Jalen Ford was was amazing. Demo was great, man. Um, Jamison was outstanding this year. And, folks, there's one thing about Jamison that uh, I love to bring up. It's the first year in his entire five-year career here at Texas that he's had a position coach two years in a row. It's the first time he's ever had the same position coach for two years straight. Um, So, we're seeing the fruits of those labors here in this last year. He had a really good season here at cornerback. Looking at a guy like Barron, Sade Barron, man, playing that nickel, outstanding. That defense was lights out. So, I think we understand what uh, we saw from that side of the ball. Seeing other young players, man, like Terrence Brooks. Terrence Brooks played outstanding this year as well. Ryan Watts. How can I forget about Ryan Watts, man? Ryan Watts is a man like the unsung hero, playing the boundary corner, outstanding. Uh, he's a guy that I can see potentially at the next level going to that safety position because he just has the frame for it. He's a physical guy too, outstanding guys. Well, um, so yeah, just looking at the defense side of the ball and seeing how well they played. Now going to the offense side of the ball and seeing that we had a lot of first-year um, folks that contributed. Kelvin Banks might be the starting left tackle. Uh, for the Big 12, he might be a first team all Big 12 left tackle, and he might have some votes to be a uh, a, a all American, not just a freshman all American. He was so good this year, especially in the passing game for pass blocking, that this kid might actually get some votes here to be um, a left tackle all American, not just freshman all American, but I mean all American for all left tackles here in the country. Um, Cole Hudson stepping in as well. Hope he's fine with his uh, injury here. But, you know, that was the thing that we did this this offseason, getting the depth on that offensive line. So even when Cole Hudson went out, starting as a true freshman, we were able to put another true freshman in, in DJ Campbell. And if you saw how DJ Campbell blocked in the running game and how stout he was, outstanding. So it seems like we're understanding exactly where this thing is going to go next year when it comes to this offensive line. Seeing the, seeing the development word, that's the D word again, folks, development. And a guy like Christian Jones, who from his all accounts, he might even tell you that he didn't play that well last year. But to see him switch over to right tackle and see the, the you know, just to see how he has, you know, progressed and matured, on, you know, on that the, the O-line, having a guy like Cal Flood teach him and do the, the necessary things to be a great right tackle, he's going to get drafted this year, folks. So that shows you just how well-developed, these guys were on this team, and then, folks, I want to break down just in the stats here in a minute. The Bijan Robinsons, the you know the Roshans, um, Xavier Worthy, the JT Sanders. My God, he might be the best tight end here in the Big Twelve and one of the best here in the country. Um, so, yeah, let's just go ahead and get into the stats, folks. I will go into the metrics here. Let's talk. Um, let's share the screen here and just talk about the players here for a minute and just exactly. What they meant here for this team. So, if I'm looking at here, folks, go to ninoscornersports.com, folks. Um, has all the Texas content, folks. Um, you know, but today we're going to talk about the analysis here. Let's go down to the running backs. The guy who stole the show today, and that's Bijan Robinson, folks. Bijan Robinson for this game. We take a look. He had an NCN score of 74.06, which is truly outstanding. He didn't catch any passes or have any targets, you know, like for this game. So the NCN, rushing, sorry, passing was zero because he didn't have any targets. But, man, 29 rushes, 179 yards. Um, I, was, I was a little bit worried, you know, for the first half. I think had seven carries. Um, and then in the second half, he had 22 carries. So they lit it up for him. Um, but, yeah, so he finished the game, 29 carries, 179 yards, 6.17 yards per attempt. Um, 11 first downs, folks. So he had a first down at you know 38 percent of the times that he carried the ball. Uh, two touchdowns there as well. Um, explosive plays. Beachman had one explosive play, and he had 18 successful plays. So, folks, when I talk about successful plays, I'm talking about plays that that are going to um, get you positive yardage to get to that first down. But positive yardage on a on a certain metric. So basically first on first down, I need you to get half of those yards on first down. So if it's first and 10, give me five yards. That's what we call an efficient, successful play. Second down, give me 70% of those yards on second down, right? And on third down and fourth down, give me a hundred percent of those yards. Those are successful plays out of his 29 carries folks. Bijan was successful 18 times for a 62% successful play rate. Honestly, folks, anything above 50 is great. Uh, no fumbles this game john was truly really amazing i think we all understand what we have here in bijan robinson the best runmaker in the country um we fed him you know for this game we fed him in the last game um he probably could have been fed a little bit more throughout the season we might be ten and two if he was fed a little bit more it is what it is eight and four is a great season here for what we came from last year at five and seven but bijan man salute to you brother uh awesome awesome player um Look forward to seeing him play on Sundays. If he decides to go, maybe he decides to stay back. I mean, with with the NIL now, who knows? But um, if that was his last game at DKR, what a way to go out, a win. Your last game at DKR. And to have the performance that he did have, 29 carries, 179 yards, averaging over six yards a carry, and carried his team on his back. Next guy, folks, I want to talk about is one of my favorite guys, man. And that guy's going to be, where's Rojo at? Roshan Johnson. Now, Rojo, um, I talked to his brother on Twitter and on uh, Instagram pretty often, man. He's a cool dude, man. But uh, Rojo, man, had a hell of a game as well, folks. His NCN score, man, was 94.25 against Baylor. Outstanding game, 13 carries, 77 yards. Um, Almost six yards a carry as well. Uh, Five first downs, so a first down 38% of the time. I think the same as Bijan. Two explosive plays there, so two out of his 13 carries were explosive uh, for 15% of the time. Um, No, I'm sorry, two touchdowns. One explosive play um, and eight touchdowns. Successful play. So, a 62% success rate when it comes to his carry out of his 13 carries were placed that were successful in nature. Rojo, folks, I think we understand he is the heart and soul of this team. And we got to see it on display. I think on that second touchdown run he had, um, where he just hurdled the guy and went in. You know, so I actually texted his brother at the time and said, Your brother's balling out today, man. He said he's, he was like, he sure is, man. But look, man, Rojo is one of those guys that. I'm going to be just excited to see where he goes for the NFL. I can't wait to see who he plays for. He just has that heart, you know, the passion. Um, a big guy too, man, physical in a, in a stature, man, 6'2", 219. I think the 219 might be light. I think he might be just a little bit more than that because he's 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 so physical, plays on special teams as well. is one of those guys that's just a football player. You put him at linebacker, he's going to be an all-conference linebacker. You put him at you know strong safety, he's going to be an all-conference strong safety. You put him at quarterback where he you know was at first, He probably would have been an all-conference quarterback. He's just a leader with intangibles that are second to none in this team. This team is going to miss Rojo. Um, But Rojo had a hell of a game. Next person I want to talk about, folks, let's go to Keelan Robinson, man. I think Keelan had a pretty decent game as well. Um, He caught the ball pretty well. Didn't run the ball at all, but he caught the ball 78.94 for NCN receiving. I think he had one or two catches. Let's just go through. He only had one catch, folks. So one target, one catch. Uh, for 19 yards, man. So um, Keelan, hopefully he's back next year as well. Uh, Seeing him in that diamond formation was really good, you know, in his past game. I think we did it again. I I think we did that play against, was it ULL or was it UTSA that he took it out the backfield as well in a diamond formation. Quinn hit him. Was it Quinn or Hudson hit him on the left side? And he ended up running in for a touchdown. I forgot what game it was in. It it, It was the exact same play. But man, he's he's a he's a physical guy, uh, just fast as hell, and also a great special teams player. So love to see that as well. Now, folks, let's go to the um, let's do tight ends. Let's do tight ends, and let's talk about JT Sanders. JT Sanders was the tight end that got the most run here for this game. Um, We all know JT Sanders, man. Uh, Big kid, six four, about two fifty or so. Um, but, uh, you know, against Baylor, folks, uh, he had a 39.09 NCN receiving. Folks, that score would have been higher. It's just that he had one drop. Um, but uh, four targets, two receptions, 65 yards, um, two first downs. Um, yeah, he was he was a monster, man. Two first downs. Let me see. Uh, what else? How many touchdowns do you have? no touchdowns this, this game. I think he had two plays that were explosive. Yeah. So he had two plays that were explosive folks. Um, So that, yeah. So that means plays that were 20 yards or more when it comes to actually receiving the ball and his two catches were also successful plays as well. You know, so JT Sanders, man, he is just that guy that he is a Quinn safety valve, man. So when, when Quinn needs to play, that's who he's going toward. So uh hey, JT Sanders has emerged. He is he is one of the best tight ends, I think, in the nation already. Um, just, but this is a hell of a season for him. And folks, we still got one more game with him this season. Maybe he can do something and and get more than that 527 yards that he has already. Um, but yeah, he's he's been an outstanding asset for this team. And to see him paired up with a guy like Gunnar Helm and also, you know, once they use that jumbo package with Carrick, which I'm telling you. In the bowl game, Carrick is gonna slip out at tight end and get a catch. I'm saying it. I've been saying it all season. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen in the bowl game. Uh but anyway, folks, let's go on to the um, let's go to the wide receivers. Not a lot of action from the wide receivers because we ran the ball so much and so effectively this game. Well uh we'll go to Jordan Whittington here first. Jordan Whittington, we got an NCN score of 68.58, folks. He had three targets, two receptions, you know, for 48 yards. Um, I have two two first downs. Um, an explosive plays. Let's look at explosive plays. He had one explosive play, and both of his catches were successful in nature, folks. So hey, Jordan Whittington, uh, you know, he's he's one of the guys. I thought he could have been utilized a little bit more this year. Um, but it was good to see him play this year and have a full season. You know, just to have him, I thought he was underutilized this year, but still had over 600 yards of receiving this year, which is Truly, you know, like outstanding for a guy that we were just been waiting to see Jordan Whittington ball out. He was healthy this whole year. And when he got the ball, he did great things with it, man. Averaged over 13 yards per reception, folks. Um, and his first down per reception for the season, folks, was 73%. So kudos to Jordan Whittington, man. One of my favorite players in the team as well. Just an athlete. He's another guy. A hey, wide receiver of safety. He's gonna be one of those guys that that is gonna play and be um, a guy that has the potential to be an all-conference player. But, hey, Jordan Whittington is 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 that dude, probably the last game at DKR. Can't wait to see what he's going to do also when he goes to lead next year. Worthy, Xavier Worthy. Let's look at his stats here for the game. He had an NCN score 46.36, uh, eight targets, seven receptions for 62 yards. I got four. Uh, was that, four first downs, folks. Um, how many explosive plays did he have here for the game explosive plays he had no he had none which is uh kind of odd for him you know even for this year I suspected more you know explosive plays he wasn't on the same page with Quinn this year um however uh, uh out of those seven catches five were successful in nature I mean, worthy is a beast as well um I think not having Nayer. H- um, Hurt Worthy and also Hurt Whittington as well. Uh, Nayer would have you know taken some of that coverage off of Worthy. He was getting double teamed a lot this year, and understandably so because he was uh, a monster last year. He came out of I wouldn't say came out of nowhere, but he was a um, he was a player that uh, we didn't know too much about because he was just in high school the previous year. He came in the scene, busting scene, did his thing. Um, his numbers dropped, you know, his numbers dropped a tad this year. However, not because of uh, his skill. You know, so, honestly, the best is yet to come for Xavier Worthy. Um, Next year, if he has a a really good season next year, it's probably going to be his last season in a a college football. But, hey, X-Man is, you know, he's that guy as well, and uh, we'll see him in the bowl game. But, folks, that is it when it comes to the stats for the team. I won't share any more of the stats, but what I will share is my chart – that uh, I want to talk to you guys about, about just the metrics, you know, so just the metrics about this team and what this team has, has done. So Let's take a look. So for this game, folks, Texas versus Baylor, this is week 12. Um, we had 64 total plays. Baylor had 75. So here you go guys. Uh, we had 43, one plays two twenty one 21 passing plays. Um, so our run play rate was 67%. Pass play rate was, you know, almost 32%. Um, and, and Baylor, they were kind of even. They're 48% run play rate to 52% pass play rate. Um, when, you know, once you go take a look down here at the bottom, folks, what's, what uh, where are we at? Yeah, so SP. So, folks, these were our successful plays for the entire game. Texas had 37%, right? Um, and they had five explosive plays as well out of 64 total plays. So Texas's successful play rate, folks, was f- almost 58%, which is truly outstanding. Um, and their explosive play rate was around uh, 7.81%, which is a little low for them this year. Um, but once Texas limits the explosive plays and gets more to a, a conservative game plan, where you know basically we utilize Bijan, utilize Rojo, short passes to Whittington, um, Texas wins almost all of those games. I think they only lost one of those games. I think that was Alabama. Um, But once Texas has a lower explosive play rate – and I'll talk about this next week, folks, when we go into the full season recap. They usually win that game nine times out of ten because they are a more balanced team that plays complementary football. I know that's what Coach talks about all the time, complementary football, but that's what they do when they have a a more balanced attack – and their SPR goes through the roof, which is great, even though the XPR is going down. So looking at Baylor, Baylor had a successful play rate of 34.67% for the game, um, which is not good. So kudos to the defense again, and a 2.67% XPR rate. So an explosive play about 3% of the time, which is not good. Um, you kind of want that at least 5% or more. So this is telling you that Texas took away the big play from Baylor. Uh, I think I think Baylor had one or two big plays. Yeah, they had two yeah, yes, yeah, so two XPs, one in the first quarter, one in the second quarter. I think that first quarter one was that long touchdown um and that second quarter one is kind of slipped my mind there, but but yeah, they had uh 26 successful plays even though they had more plays in total than than Texas did. Texas had uh 11 more SPs than Baylor did and they and they only had the ball 11 times less than Baylor did. Now, folks, let's go take a look at, I think the favorite thing that I like to look at here is the personnel packages. So for this game, Texas ran, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven total packages, eight packages if you're including the, the uh, jumbo package. But I include the jumbo package as a 12 personnel package, meaning one running back, two tight ends. Um, it's just that in that jumbo package, the second tight end is, is uh, Andre Carrick. Um, and he has been pretty good this year when it comes to blocking. So um, looking at the most used formation here, we used 12 formation to include the jumbo package, um, you know, 41 times, and we actually ran out of that formation 31 times. We were successful in nature 25 times out of those 41. Um, 19 of those 25 uh, plays that were successful came out of the running formation and six from passing. So um, Texas was successful in the run game from twelve personnel, sixty-one percent of the time, folks. Here we are here, sixty-one percent of the time, and they were successful in the passing game, sixty percent of the time in that formation. Um, and so basically, sixty-one percent overall. Um, so Texas is very successful in the twelve personnel package. Where did they have, you know, um, uh, gunner Ham? Where they have, you know, J.T. Sanders and Gunner or J.T. Sanders and Carrick in that formation, they do great things. Now going down to the jumbo package, so the jumbo package for that twelve personnel, uh, Texas ran it nineteen times. Um, I have um, fourteen in the run game, uh, five in the passing game. They were successful nine times out of those nineteen times, and. Seven out of those nine were run plays, and two out of those nine were passing plays. So, when they lined up in that jumbo package, Texas was successful 50% of the time. And in, in the passing, Texas was successful, what is it, 40% of the time? So, an overall SPR rate of 47%. Now, going down to the total, well, first off, let's go back and look at the next used formation, which was 11 personnel. Um, Texas used yeah Texas used eleven personnel twelve times in the game five uh, running seven passing um, and they were successful five times and out of those five it was two running and three passing respectively um, and they were successful a total percentage forty of you know, running forty three for passing for a total of forty two percent but overall folks overall in the running game for this game alone. Um, Texas was successful 63% of the time. 27 out of their 43 rushing plays were successful plays, folks. So that is something that is good to see. Um, Texas, like I said, they had five yeah, five explosive plays. Two of them were um, from the run game and three from the passing game. Um, so they had an yeah, XPR rate, folks, total of 8% for the game. So not bad at all. Now, if you go take a look at the Baylor offense and just see exactly – how they were, you know, doing in this game? They had seventy-five total plays. Their most ran formation was out of, ele- yeah, eleven personnel package, folks. They are pretty evener, you know, as well. Twenty pass and ten, you know, twenty pass and twenty running plays, so forty plays total in eleven personnel. Uh, Fourteen successful plays from that formation for a total thirty-five percent SPR rate. Texas defense was truly amazing. Um you know, just against this team, they stopped the run pretty well. Even though Baylor does have that one running back, um, I forgot his name, but he's a 240-pound running back that's only like 5'11 or so. Very powerful guy as well. But Texas, uh Texas' bread and butter on the defense is not having to bring up an extra person to stop the run. They were able to stop the run with having Coburn and Sweat there in the interior defensive line, also Baron Sewell as well, and Ovia Gofu. So having those four um you know like just across the line they were they were able to uh, stopped the run pretty effectively using only four guys, which has been very helpful and very successful for this team, to allow guys like Jalen Ford to roam, to allow guys like Demo to roam, to allow the secondary to take some chances because the ball's getting out quicker because this team was pressuring the quarterback a lot more than what we saw from last year. But like I said before, Baylor ran out of 11 personnel, 40 plays for this game, Um, The next highest personnel package was 12 personnel, you know, so one running back, two tight ends, and they were successful. Seven out of those 20 uh, plays, um, 36% in the run game, 33 in the passing game for a total of 35% total. Um, Now, if you go and look at the total number for all the personnel packages, whether it was empty, 10, 11, 12, um, 20 personnel, 21, and 22 as well, um, Baylor were successful. Only 39% for the running game and 31% for the passing game for a total of 35% here for the entire game. So folks, those are the stats. Those are the metrics. Um, Texas, um, I was very, very excited that Texas got this win. Folks, we need this win in the worst way. So it was good to see Texas get this win. Um, Texas did great things. They're eight and four for this season. Um and, uh, yes, could we have won more games? Yes, exactly. We could have. There's a lot more meat left on the bone. However, I will take an 8-4 and four season. I'm seeing progress in this team. You're seeing development. That's the D word again, development on the defensive side of the ball. You're seeing development on the offensive line, especially having two true freshmen come in. And for them to – pass block as well as they did. So, we're going to get into that for the next episode next week once we talk about the overall stats for the entire season. Um but folks, drop a comment, let me know what you thought about this game, this episode. Um a great game here by Texas, like I said, finishing the season 8 and 4, probably going to the Alamo Bowl. Um so we shall see once those bowls come out. But I'm a, you know, but look, I'm a, I'm excited about this, you know, just this, this win in this team as a whole. But on that note, folks, man, Like I said, like, comment, subscribe, share. Uh, Do you? Don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. And on that note, folks, man, I'm so you got, look, I always tell you guys, hook them all day long. Horns always up. Nino's corner. I'm out. Peace.